The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. What time is I started to question myself if I was watching Lucha Underground and I had accidentally flipped over to Cinemax. Not a whole lot of faces shown as far when it comes to Brenda, so. <laughs> yeah. You're you're spot on there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the house that AJ Styles built. Uh, you know, like Nakamura, he's just such a great star. It doesn't matter what you do with him, people are going to cheer for him. Did you feel the gloriousness? Did you feel it? Bobby Roode did his job this is insane how great they are well i think the authors of pain are young prodigies that's how good we are representing bullet club this is what we do super kick party to know i how far i've come um it's crazy because i won my first title with my dad in my corner against natalia and to know that we've come full circle together. And I went from Orlando and Full Sail to winning the last title in the company on SmackDown. I don't know, it's just everything we've been through and knowing that everything turned out okay in the end. And I took home the title. I don't know what to say. My first goal was to you know, come see her again. Um, I was there when she won it. In Houston, no, in NXT in Houston with against Nikki. against Nikki, and then of course to be here for this, and I try to be at all her big matches. So I've only been all three times since I've been sick, but I wouldn't have missed this for the world. And uh, she didn't know I was coming, so it was a nice surprise, and it's always rewarding for a father, it, it, whatever their particular endeavor is, but to see them excel at this level, especially in a tough, tough, tough business like this. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the max. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Beezer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling to the Max, episode 273, and we are doing a super show tonight because we are only having one episode for the week. We are excited about it, and we are bringing it to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go get all your great wrestling needs and a lot more. And don't forget to go hit that subscribe button over at Wrestling to the Max, wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you rate and review. Hey, just do us a favor. Hit five stars. Why not? You love us, right? Just do that. It gives us a little bit more exposure. And trust me, you get a chance to give your comment and let us know what you think about the show and maybe some other things. We appreciate it when it's already done it. But if you haven't, just go do that for us. Also, hey, if you want to go find all the other great podcasts from W2Mnet.com, go to the W2M Network and subscribe there. And don't forget to give ratings there as well, because once you do that, you'll not only get this podcast and all the great review shows that we do, but you'll also get everything else over there at the W2Mnet.com family and 
man, I, there's just so much to get into. I'll let you go check it out. Trust me, so many great podcasts. Uh, want to give some shout outs to over there to 411mania.com and last word on prowrestling.com. Both great supporters of ours. We appreciate them for sure. And, you know, uh, here we are tonight, and I am ready to get this thing going. I am Gary Vaughn, and tonight I am with Mr. Sean Garmer. Hello, everybody. And sadly, we are not with Mr. Paul Leeser. Uh He is actually getting ready to go to Houston. That's right. He is going to be in the audience over at the TakeOver uh, War Games, and he'll also be a Survivor Series. So not only getting to do the NXT stuff, but I'm super happy for him. He gets to do both nights and doing the, the big show over there at Survivor Series. So he will not be with us tonight, Uh so we, we'll do a few, you know, housekeeping things. But uh, just to let you guys know, that's why he's not on here. But, you know, for sure he'll be back next week to give you all the cool stuff that, you know, he got to see and do. And I'm excited about that here for me. But, Sean, I'm glad you're here with me. And, you know, we uh, have a few housekeeping things we're going to kind of let the people know about. Uh, first of all, we are sorry we didn't have an episode uh, this past Monday. Uh, it just was too much because Paul was sick and you know Sean has double duty Sean is a busy man he's had the NFL uh, stuff to work out he always has to watch the Monday night game get things ready for football to the max and things like that so I I, you know said you know well, maybe we could just save and wait until this Thursday night when we record everything will be available Friday for everybody and won't be that bad well you know Paul of course you know Things happen. He has to go out of town. Sean has got a lot of other duties. So we are not going to do a couple things here. Uh, we were going to do Ring of Honor tonight because we put it off. We're going to save Ring of Honor, and we're going to do a double shot this coming uh, Monday night, which will be available Tuesday morning for you guys. We'll save that, and we'll also save our Superstar of the Week. So I know we'd like to give it to you the week of, but we are going to save that too just because – Paul and I watch a lot of the other shows that Sean does not get an opportunity to watch all the time. So that usually is kind of a team effort and it's kind of unfair to put Sean on the spot and make him pick things that he hasn't got a chance to see. So we're going to save both those things. I don't think it's a bad deal. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight and Sean, I mean, I don't know about you, but I am ready because we're going to talk survivor series tonight. We're going to be predicting everything that we think is going to happen over there as well as NXT takeover war games. We'll be doing that. Both of those will be a lot of fun. We're also going to be jumping into some news topics and quick hits. That'll be a really you know interesting time because we've got lots of Impact Wrestling news, Lucha Underground to talk about, and uh, WB releasing a star that I think people are kind of curious to, to you know know why it was so fast. We'll also be jumping into Impact Wrestling from this week. We'll be talking about that. So we've got a full show for everybody, Sean. Yeah, we do, and we would have had an even bigger show, but because because Paul's not here, I, and also just, we don't really ever cover this the way that we cover the other two uh, tournaments that New Japan has, the best Super Juniors and especially the G1. Uh, we'll probably, and also because most of the time, a lot of the cards do not have any kind of standout matches. Most of them are just kind of, you know, hey, you get through them. And that's how they're doing it too, because this is sort of their, it's going to be cool to see Michael Ogan and Jeff Cobb obviously tagged together. It's going to be cool to see Beretta and Chuck Taylor uh, tagged together. They're called the best friends. They're apparently going to be an official full tag team in New Japan, which I'm sure uh, Gary is 
uh, happy to hear about as he watches a lot more, you know, Ring of Honor than I do. But yeah, I think I could probably run down, I could run down the teams and stuff and I'd have an idea of what, who's going to win and whatnot. I think this is one of those times where I think the website works out great. We do have a, uh, new, new Japan world tag league, uh, preview that we will also update the results for every single day that they have a show. Uh, so, uh, that will be going up sometime before the first event on Saturday and you can kind of keep up with that. I'll put a link into this podcast, uh, feed when it becomes available and you guys can click that and kind of keep up with it that way. Uh, but without Paul here, I really didn't want to go through by myself and, and butcher this. So yeah, we're one other thing light this week that we would have had. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Hey, it's okay because some of this stuff, like Sean just said, it's available over there at W2Mnet.com. It's not like you're going to miss anything. You just don't have us, you know, sitting here chatting about it. And we'll chat about it really more when it actually happens. And that's the bigger positive thing, right? And, you know, we got, you know, also, once again, we're previewing Survivor Series, TakeOver, War Games, and things like that. That'll, we'll probably go through that pretty quickly tonight. It's not going to take us a long time. That's okay. It doesn't have to take us a long time. But what will take us a little bit longer time is doing the review shows, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, right now, our plan, just to let everybody know that way you can tune in, our plan is to do uh, both shows on Sunday night. And I'm going to be very real. I'm going to break kayfabe here, guys. I would love to be, you know, able to right after the pay-per-view when it comes to NXT TakeOver to cover it with Sean. That would be the game plan here. Um, but I have a friend of mine, uh, you know, a family friends, and uh, their son's been in the hospital. He's been battling leukemia, and he's finally out of the hospital, and he's really been wanting me and his dad to go watch that Ragnarok movie, right? And he's been waiting a long time. So I, I'm kind of choosing that over doing my job, and I apologize all to all you out there, but I'm sorry. I kind of think this is a priority for me. So, uh, you know, Sean, if Sean, if you find somebody and you want to do the show that night, I will not be offended at all. I, I, you know, what what I could do. And I think the, the only issue we run into is that I think, uh, I don't know if Harry said that he would be available. I mm -hmm. can't remember now if, if he was going to be doing something. I know Patrick, there is now a shimmer thing. So he's definitely not going to be around. That's that's the other thing is, you know, Paul's not around because he's going to be at the show. I'm going to be low on possible people that could actually uh, do the show with me. So uh, other than finding somebody totally out of the blue, uh, yeah, we could possibly do. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. If you see it there on Sunday morning and some I and someone else were able to get together and and pull something out, then great. If you don't see anything for sure on Monday morning, you'll see a double dose of TakeOver and uh, Survivor Series. And even then, still, I may do another one with Gary on Sunday if, you know, the one on Saturday is is not in-depth enough or, or whatever. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that yeah. goes. Gary may Thank also you know. just give his thoughts before we start Survivor Series, uh, you know. 
Yeah. So, so well, you know, like Sean just said, you know, we'll have to wait and see. <clears throat> Excuse me, but we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to, you know, have those review shows out there for you, nonetheless, right? So, we're just going to give you some honest truths about everything back, you know, behind the curtain. We don't want you guys to think that we just abandoned you or we're putting things off for weird reasons. No, it's life catches up to you. So, all right. Well, Sean, I understand, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of times where life happens and we try to. You know, be as up on this as we can, but sometimes, you know, stuff yeah. happens. Very much the truth. So, uh, well, Sean, I think it's time for us to do a little bit of news. So let's go ahead and jump into those quick hits. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. Take it away, Gary. All right, guys. Well, tonight we are going to start out by talking about something I am super excited about. We, this past week, were informed that Lucha Underground is going to have a fourth season. And boy, I got to tell you, Sean, I love the video that promotes it. Uh, It's got Johnny Mundo on there with the four fingers out and kind of breaking down seasons i just love that and and i'm super happy that the show is coming back we were worried for a little while that it was not going to be coming back but to me this is thrilling i'm super excited yeah i mean i'm glad this is continuing to go on Uh, every year it seems like this is a problem which you know that really sucks in itself Uh, but there is good news right that this is happening Uh, it's apparently going to be taping uh, in March, April, and May, and they will return at some point in May uh, 2018, so not too far uh, from now. It still gives you a nice little bit of a break, and then you'll be ready for it to come over. The, pro- the problem is that each season, with all the breaks and everything else, the the enthusiasm for the show outside of you know people like us that have been covering it since the beginning has been waning and waning and waning. So I'm very glad that the company has found a way to keep it going, but you have to think if the ratings don't start getting better, that it doesn't matter how much of a budget you're going to drop it to, that's going to start becoming a factor for some people. But yes, it is going to have a reduced budget, but you don't have the, you know, there's no Puma for this one. There's no... Uh, Rey Mysterio or El Patron or some of the a lot of the big names are gone that would have cost him a lot of dollars. So instead of paying the the guys, you know, more or, or the big stars are going to be able to put some more of that into the budget. So perhaps the budget won't be as low as I think people are worried about, which is also mm-hmm. another good sign. Yeah, it really is a good sign. And here's the thing. I, I love all the names you just mentioned because, you know, there there are people we know from other promotions. It's a great thing. Uh, and, you know, it, but really, honestly, what do we watch Lucha Underground for? We watch Lucha Underground for not only great wrestling, but you also watch it for all those great scenes of drama and sci-fi stuff happening and people getting killed or changed into, you know, uh, 
a dragon or just all these crazy things that take place in this show. So it's more about the production than it really is about the wrestlers at times. And so losing some of those big names, sure. I could, you could say maybe it hurts the show. Maybe it hurts the draw for the casual fans tuning in to see Ray Mysterio on something else. But I think overall the quality of the show the budget going more towards production and not towards talent and using the money in that way. To me, I think it still works. I think it still has a lot of credibility. And to be honest with you, I am completely happy with a lot of the guys that are on the roster and the girls that we really don't know a lot about. I'm completely happy with them. They give you, you know, good wrestling, and they also give you something that, you know, we really love at Lucha Underground 4, and that's for all those crazy moments, and they're not going to be taken away from us, I don't think, now. I think we're still going to have that, so I'm looking forward to it. You know, the the one thing that we are looking at that could be a problem here, though, Sean, is the fact that you still got some pretty decent names associated with this roster that are working in other places like impact wrestling. And of course doing other places, you know, over in Europe and Mexico and things like that, who right now are kind of disappointed because as much as we want the show, they were kind of hoping it was done. So they'd be free of their contract. They could go do other stuff. They could sign full time with other companies. Now that's not going to happen. And we're even hearing rumblings that this could be going to court with some of the people because they're saying, look, you know, they're kind of being unfair with this. Do you think that this is going to cause a lot more trouble? I don't know. I mean, there's also been reports that they're going to relax the the whole, you know, how aggressive they are about the guys not working other companies. The thing is, though, like you can go – you can go work for Impact right now because AAA has to deal with Impact. So you have Impact you can work. You have the Indies. You can go to New Japan. You can go to any Japanese company. You can go to uh, any your you know UK company. Uh, you just can't work CMLL and you can't work WWE and you can't work ROH. Uh, or I guess well, I think they can they can work Evolve and stuff like that too. It, you can work PWG. I mean, so you're really just – you can't work ROH, WWE, or CMLL. And I don't think anybody's just dying to go to CMLL right now. So basically it's ROH and WWE that you can't work. So really that's just – I mean, those are your two big companies in the U.S. I don't know how – where we are with Impact. But so, I mean, that's the thing though, right? I think that's the two places those people would have really wanted to go work is ROH have the opportunity to work the New Japan talent when they show up and then also have the opportunity to possibly go to NXT or or whatever. So I can understand from that point. But, hey, you did sign these deals, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what happens. Uh, I don't know that anybody will really sit there and take them to court. I mean, I, how much money are you going to be willing to shell out for this? Because you're, you're going to be also having to spend a lot of money in court. And then are you going to be able to make that money back? Yeah. You know, is it really <laughs> going to be worth it for you? Uh, you know, you bring up a great point. I don't think it is. I think they're really just kind of throwing this out there to kind of make a threat. Like, hey, you know, if you don't give us what we want, you know, let us go to these other companies and work because you guys want us to be exclusive 
well, we're going to make a big stink. We're going to take you to court. And I think it's just kind of a scare factor. I just don't really think a lot of them are going to do that. And, and I don't know that a lot of the people that we're talking about here have that kind of money uh, just to kind of just throw away, you know. Right. So, uh, you know, I just I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. I mean, you've got, like you said, Sean, yeah, a lot of the people over there in Impact from Lucha Underground work AAA. And that's why their relationship works right. And that'll continue the same way. They can still have people on impact. It's just Lucha Underground has the priority. Like they get to use the people first. If they want them, they get the chance to have them. And then if they are available, impact can have them. So hmm. it's, it's a working relationship. But at least Lucha Underground is allowing this to happen. They've got the relationships, like you said, with AAA and all that. So I don't think it's going to be too big of an issue. I think... This is just stuff that's out there. Maybe a little bit of you know rumor here and there, things like that that you hear coming out of the woodwork. But overall, I'm looking at Lucha Underground Season 4 being a lot of fun. I'm really hoping that they can find a way to grow it. I think this is a good Season 2 to kind of see what they're made of without some of those bigger names we just mentioned, too. And so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun and a little bit scary, too, I'm sure, because once again, they're still not sure, you know, will they have a season five now? That'll be the next big question mark. I mean, that's going to be every year, right, at this point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm glad that they're having a season four. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that that's a good thing for the company. It's good to have alternatives out there. Uh, I still think that they were a huge thing for bringing Lucha Libre over to the States, getting people interested in what AAA is doing. I don't know how much of that goes back to people actually wanting to go search for AAA after watching Lucha Underground, or they even know that they're affiliated with each other, but I, I still think it's it's cool. I just Obviously, you can tell that the casual fandom for the show has died out every season, especially with all these breaks, you know. Because, let's, be, let's face it, wrestling, people aren't used to wrestling taking breaks. You're, it's a year-round thing. You're used to existing all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with WWE, we know that that's how that is. So, uh, I think it's it's also just a, it, the route that it's gone, where it's gone very much more sci-fi and the crazy stories. And I think that might have also put people off. Where, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this is getting a little bit too much for me. And... Sometimes it does for me a little bit, but it also lets me just watch something and go, okay, this is more like a TV show, and I can enjoy it for that reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you don't feel bad for wanting to be a part of the Rabbit Tribe. so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, man, I, I so badly need to go find a T-shirt for the Rabbit Tribe. Uh, but uh, you know what's interesting, you know, is Impact is even looking at some of these talents over there in Lucha Underground and saying, "Hey, you know, we wouldn't mind having a full a few of these for ourselves. Maybe add some of those guys from over in Lucha and bring them." And Brian Cage is one guy that they're looking at. They're kind of considering him as being a they uh, a guy they'd like to have full time over there in Impact. What do you think that'd be kind of an interesting move? Uh, I couldn't hurt. You know, uh, Cage is a. Uh... A specimen, uh, if you want to, you know, say that he draws your attention immediately. Uh, when you look at him, you go, "Oh my God, here's this Jack dude," and he isn't just this Jack dude that throws people around. He does, fan, you know, these awesome moves that immediately. I mean, you could put him in the X division because he does all their moves 
and he's huge. And, uh, I mean, yes, X-Mission isn't cruiserweight division historically, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. that dude is a big dude that moves like a cruiserweight. And he he just, if they let him do the whole thing where he's not a man, he's a machine, and you, you protect him, he could be big for, for Impact, I think. I mean, imagine him and Lashley, you know. So uh, I think you've got some gold there. Just will Impact use him correctly uh, is another, another story. Yeah, and he's a big name, and I think that they would definitely use him. You know, they brought Kevin Matthews in and kind of played around with him, but really never made anything spectacular. But, you know, he was never a huge name. Brian Cage, I think, has kind of made a name for himself, and maybe they would find a way to use him the right way if if they, you know, could do that. Now, it's yet to be seen if they can really use anyone the right way. They've had some issues with that, but I think that, you know, once again, like you said, Sean, not not a bad move for Impact if they could make it happen. They're releasing some people though right now, so they're not exactly just adding people because they don't have all the money in the world. So they are having to cut ties with a few wrestlers and a few other people here. We just, you know, kind of look at the, the list of people here and kind of say, okay, I kind of see it, but I kind of don't. Uh, one of the people is Mahabali Shura, uh, you know, great Indian star for them. We got Swoggle. Jesse uh, Goddard, and we even have, you know, some of the staffers from Nashville being released, and that's kind of a given since, you know, they're moving to Canada and to Toronto. Um, We even see one of their, you know, big guys and one of the guys they've had forever, and uh, the cowboy, James Storm, uh, he's no longer going to be working with Impact. You know, he was making six figures, and they kind of say, we can't afford that, so... He is no longer with the company either. I so we've what got they some. Can't names. afford really right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, any of those names stick out to you, Sean? Anybody you're like, oh wow. Jesse Goddard's kind of felt like he was finally starting to do something, but they were just so like lax on him, right? That mm-hmm. it just felt like he wasn't ever going to go anywhere. Mahabali Shira was bad. I mean, how many times have we spent talking about Impact and sort of making fun of him? I just—he was bad, uh, and it swoggles. Who cares? Like, uh, it's no big loss for them. I feel bad for the staffers. I think the most because, uh, you know, those are the guys that are not in front of the camera. They're—they're they're just helping in Nashville, and mm-hmm. uh, so they sadly get cut based on this and based on all the problems that Impact's had over the years. James Storm, I think we've talked about before, just uh, he's part of that old guard, right? And Impact needs to start getting younger and start focusing on newer talent and take away some of these Impact mainstays that have been around since the you know original TNA days or whatever so they can finally kind of shed that shed that skin, shed that weight of TNA. I don't know if they're ever going to get rid of it completely, but obviously when you have that GWN thing and you're showing that tape library on there, it's going to be difficult to do. But uh, I think certainly from the newer fans start showing them newer faces, that's important. Uh, You know, obviously when you get younger and focus on different people, you can pay them less because, hey, we're giving you a, we're giving you a chance here. It's not 
a James Storm that's making six figures where he commands that because he's been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wonder how much Brian Cage is going to command. He's been in the Indies, he's been on Lucha Underground, he's been on TV. You know, he's in WWE's system at one point. So, yeah, uh, but but yeah, I think for the most part, these are kind of expected. These are the lower end guys. It's not going to hurt the company any. And let's see. Start. I mean, clean out the the bottom and get people that you can use. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm right there with you on that. And you know, here's the one thing too. You kind of you know made a point here. Uh, guys like James Storm, they are the old garb. They're the guys that you know kind of help basically set the foundation for the company. But now it's you know past that and now they've got to go find other ways to get things going and find new ways especially the move to canada you know there's people with passport issues we saw with uh taryn terrell uh we saw with other people that you know couldn't even go to bound for glory because they were afraid they couldn't get back in the united states and so that's going to cause some issues too with their talent so who really knows why they're doing what they're doing? But, I mean, this could be the case because of, you know, passport issues, money. Uh, all these different factors are going to affect this impact roster. And it's, you know, maybe a good thing, you know. Shaking things up is sometimes can really make a new formula. And that formula could be a lot better than the past. And it also may be a lot worse. Who knows? But at least they're putting it out there and they're trying to change some things. It also makes you wonder about Gail Kim, right? I mean, I know she probably was ready to go ahead and retire. Uh, but it also makes you wonder about now, was this something that she's had talks about? She realized that she wasn't going to be able to make the money there at Impact that she once was. Maybe she just decided it was time to hang him up because of that. Or maybe she just really legitimately wanted to retire and it had nothing to do with money, you know? It kind of brings that question, though. I, I think she did want to retire and maybe there was a money thing either but i mean she already relinquished the title on an impact video or whatever and i felt like she was just there to sort of move things along and now you can crown a new champion and you don't have the old champion coming back and wanting that title or anything like that so Mm -hmm. i think it's just sort of a more changing of the guard thing that they're doing and hoping to usher in new wave for impact and get more focused on Canada and, and see what you can do there. And I mean, I hope it works out for them, but the way things are going, they're just getting more and more regional and it's almost becoming like, I mean, with uh, the great things that the NWA is doing and hyping their product, almost feel like they have a better chance right now of doing something than when impacts doing. Uh, yeah, and you know, it's, it's the genius behind Billy Corgan's work and his way to promote things, and they're just kind of figuring something out here just to kind of start things for the NWA. But I, I just it boggles your mind how a company like the Anthem can get a product that's been around for a while and kind of at least has been established, it can't find a way to get that thing hyped up. I, I just kind of boggles my mind at times, but. Uh, let's talk about another release, but this isn't from Impact. This is from WWE. They have released James Ellsworth. He is no longer with the company. I, I'll be honest with you, Sean. I mean, I knew he wasn't long for the company. I knew he would be released, but it seems kind of funny to me. This was so quick. Uh, you got to think about it, though. I mean, 
Look at his size. Look at... He doesn't even fit for the cruiserweight division. I mean, like... It just... I think what he did with Carmella was great. Um, I think, though, when he got suspended and stuff, you could see that it was starting to pass the sell-by date, right? Mm-hmm. I think Carmella, with Total Divas and everything else, I think she'll start to be able to be on her own without him. And, you know, I, I just feel like he's not really needed, and I think that's what it is And at the end of the company with the company. It's like, we don't really have a spot for you anymore. Go ahead and release you and let you you know, do the indies if you want, or I don't know what he was getting paid if he got enough to where he could kind of just lounge around for a while unless he wants to do something. So, look, this is a... And he said it himself. Like, there's nothing to be upset about. The dude got to live his dream. And that's something you can't say for everybody. I mean, so... Like, to think about, like, just, he's there, he's he's just there to do an indie spot, like, take, be a jobber, and the next thing you know, he gets signed, and he's there helping Carmella get over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta give Ellsworth that credit. He's the one that helped her uh, finally get hated and, and everything else, and he had the funny stuff with AJ and Dean Ambrose. I mean, that's stuff you're gonna remember if you're a younger fan. Uh, so I think Ellsworth, he cut himself a little niche in WWE, and he, for a time he was hot in the company. And I think that's a nice legacy to have. If you don't do anything else, if, if you know he doesn't get to go to Impact and do something, which, oh my God, I could see them trying to... If they had Swoggle and, you know... Some of the guys they had for a long time, I can imagine them trying to go, oh, my God, James Ellsworth, let's get him, please. Yeah. Uh, no, not oh. that that's wrong. I'm I'm saying that, look, that's the reputation they have, right? WWE releases mm-hmm. someone, they try to go after him. Uh, until they shed that reputation, it's, it's what you're going to which what you're gonna be. But, yeah, I think I, I just – we knew this was coming, right? You, you said it. Yeah. It's yeah. still still a cool thing to be able to say you, you worked in WWE. Definitely. And he has nothing to be ashamed of. This is one like he just got fired because they didn't like him. I just think really, you know, it's it was time. And they, you know, knew they weren't going to use him in 205 Live with the cruiserweights. They just didn't feel like he fit there probably. And just, you know, sometimes this stuff happens. And they've been trying to cut costs here and there. And this is just another one of those things that they're doing to cut it. So... I get it, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll see James Ellsworth down the line somewhere. And you know, good luck to him. I'm, now he just made himself a lot of money, you know, and booking himself in other indies with that WB name is going to help him a lot. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's something else that's kind of cool uh, we're getting with WB, and that is a return of Paige. Yeah, that's right. She has been spotted at different places with WWE. Uh, you know, as of this past Raw, we saw pictures of her from her, uh, I think it was her Instagram here, uh, of her backstage with some of her friends at Raw. And, you know, WWE's not letting, you know, they're basically not letting it out of the bag, but they're also not hiding it very well. So we could be seeing her as Survivor Series. We don't know that for a fact, but there's lots of rumors going around. But what do you think about this, Sean? Page is backstage. 
Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being backstage, right? Uh, I think knowing how the company is about spoilers and stuff, I, I feel like Paige should have known better. Right? I just, this stuff happens. I, I don't know that she she might have known that she was going to get used or, or anything. It might have been something that they may have told her, but it's not definite. And then she goes and use their social media like everybody else does. You take pictures with your friends and stuff on Instagram and, you know, oh, but I don't know. I, I Like, it's so hard to believe everything that gets posted now because we have so much things that get said now that get rebuttaled in two hours. And uh, it just, it's really hard. It, like, it used to be a lot easier to sit there and say, okay, the dirt sheet said this. Okay, that's what happened. So many times now, how many times? It, I feel like on the last, like, three or four of things that were big, you had somebody say something, and then, like, three hours later, somebody had the the contraction to that, and it was something else, and it was something else. And so it's like you never really know what to believe truly. Could I see WWE having said hey, you put this out on social media, and now people are going to think, oh, she's already there. Okay, well, we expect her to be there. I, I don't know. I, whatever. I mean, she's been gone for how long now? Does it really matter when she comes back? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, a good I mean, point, she could Sean. come back two months <laughs> from now, and I think it would be the same surprise of, as whether she came back on Monday. And I think the problem is, too, she comes back on Monday, she wasn't going to be in any of the women's matches, so why have her come back? Mm-hmm. Like, have her come back after Survivor Series or at Survivor Series to help one of the teams win or something like that. If she comes back before and they don't have a spot for her, unless they were going to put her into the, you know, say, oh, there's a mystery opponent and that's now a fatal four-way to determine Bailey's spot that she got and maybe that was an idea right that there was going to be a mystery person and Paige was going to be the fourth one mm-hmm. but I don't know that it really matters that you could easily have her come back next week and it'll be fine yeah and those are some valid points and I, I don't disagree with you at all I think that you know Paige has been away for so long now that it's not really that big a deal if she's you know a part of Survivor Series, not a part of Survivor Series. I think it's just a fun thing to have someone from the past come back. And I could see where Survivor Series would definitely, I think, you know, be kind of fun for the fact that you need that next member to join Charlotte's team on uh, on SmackDown since she's not going to be on that team. But, I mean, are they really going to put her on SmackDown? Or are they going to put her back? They could. Where, oh. I mean, they could have her be on the SmackDown team for one night. Mm-hmm. Or she chooses to be on the SmackDown team for one night. Or or they oh. could say that Paige is a free agent right now. Mm-hmm. Very true. That's a great point. Or she could join SmackDown's team to turn on him. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so there's lots of interesting ways to do it. But, you know, the really this is about Paige being back. And 
her making her way back to actually getting in the ring on television. And we've yet to see it. We keep hearing about it. We keep hearing rumors. She's backstage. She's backstage, but we're not seeing anything yet. So I just thought this was an interesting piece of news to, to kind of talk about here. And I, like I said, when we do our Survivor Series predictions, we may or may not even burn them. So uh, let's talk about Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan recently went on a podcast and he said that and I'll just sum it up for you guys. He came out and said that he's been tested again and again and again, and this is all about his head injuries and his concussions, and says that after doing so many tests that doctors are revealing that he is much more healthier when it comes to his you know, brain and the fact that he says that they've been saying that he has a healthier brain than some of the people out there just average. So... It seems instead of you know being worse for, for his concussions, that he says that he's even better than ever, and he's also saying that you know if if there's a chance of him coming back to wrestling, it would be about eighty five percent with WWE, about twenty percent. So at least he's saying that, and it sounds pretty familiar. This is kind of things we've talked about before, Sean. But what what do you take away from this interview and some of the things that he's saying here? Well, I think the idea was that he was always going to wrestle. Right. Uh, I think uh, I I do think that it's nice that he's going and and leaving this door open. Uh, I think that I'm glad that he's also being honest about, well, if I ever get a test that tells me, no, I won't do it. Right. Because that's the thing that I think everybody's worried about is that, oh, God, if he hits his head. Is he going to have another concussion and be out and it's going to hurt him? Or, you know, what's that going to do to his, you know, life expectancy or, or whatever? But I've, I don't think Brian's not the type of guy to be lying about that stuff. So if he's saying that he truly feels, okay, I'm going to be okay if I wrestle, then I'm going to believe him, right? Um, he, he has a daughter. He has a reason to, to live. Right. This isn't when he was single and out there on the Indies or whatever. He has a reason to be out there and providing for his family post WWE and wanting to do something that makes him happy. He obviously also wants to make sure that he's alive and able to walk around uh, to do things with his daughter and his wife. So uh, I think he's being very cautious about this. And I do think we'll see him wrestle. Uh, I, I just think that WWE winds up caving. At the end, I think WWE winds up caving and says, uh. okay, we'll do it. We don't want you to leave that bad. Just, we'll do it. Go wrestle. They let Kurt Angle go back on the ring, and I don't think we're done seeing him, or we're not. He's, he's out to our series, and I'm sure he'll have a WrestleMania match. I just think that they'll eventually cave and say, look, uh, we could certainly use you in the ring. You would bring people back. You would bring ratings back. I just can't see them going, oh, yeah, we'll let you just walk over to New Japan. Yeah, I I think the whole Chris Jericho thing being in New Japan and you have, you know, the situation. He got WWE's blessing for that. But I'm just saying, like, no, I just with with Daniel Bryan, I just. I can't well, see them wanting to say, oh, yeah, sure. 
Yeah, I, I, and my point being with Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho is a veteran. He's been around for a long, long time. In fact, he's really done that part-time schedule. He's not a guy that they're really you know basing a lot around. Daniel Bryan would be a guy that if he's a part of WWE, he would be more of the full-time guy, be around a lot. And so that's a different situation for them. And they definitely don't want to see one of those guys that, you know, they've had around for a long time that have made them some money and notoriety go to New Japan. Like, you know, Jericho's, eh, it's no big deal. He's not around all the time. But Brian, yes, that's more of a bigger deal. And I think that that could be a situation where they would cave. Are they going to? I don't know. I have a feeling they're going to be stubborn about this. They're going to continue and continue to find ways and reasons why Daniel Bryan needs to stay retired. I, I don't know. Daniel Bryan goes to I New know, Japan. I know, but they have to know his resolve, right? Mm-hmm. That whenever he puts his mind to something, he's doing it. And he's not – they got to know that he's not joking about, I am going to go wrestle again. And if you don't clear me, he is saying 20% chance, right? It's better than – I think if you would have asked him six months ago, he would have told you less. Probably zero. So, <laughs> yeah, zero. So I think definitely – there's a chance they do it, but I think it's because they don't want him to go somewhere. Because if he shows up in ROH, mm-hmm. out of pay-per-view, you bet. The thing is, with ROH, it's so hard to to know anything, right? Because the, the way that you're measuring those ratings and how many people are watching on Fight TV, the app, or whatever. But I think New Japan, if he shows up in New Japan, those metrics can be can can be quantified and i and he's been there before they have tape of him there before and they can show that and they can show stuff from w i mean i don't know how that would work but they could show stuff from wwe and i think that would that would get people's attention mm-hmm I, I think you're right about that. I, I think it would definitely draw eyes to whatever promotion well, that Daniel then, Bryan uh, goes to. If he shows up at one of the the New Japan USA shows, forget about it. Oh boy, yeah, that is selling out in a second. Mm-hmm. People are going. Oh yeah, I, I I'm right there behind you on that now. That that you know perception and uh, here's the thing. Is WWE going to be smart about it? Are they going to allow him to do it and maybe do it on their terms? Like, okay, we'll, we'll let you wrestle, but we're going to allow you to wrestle this many times. We're not going to let you let you wrestle a full entire schedule. Well, but You're he doesn't gonna... want to wrestle a full schedule either. Yeah, I, I know he doesn't, but I'm just saying uh, Here, here's my thing. Maybe Daniel Bryan really feels like he's going to get, you know, six, eight pay-per-views out of his year, and WWE's like, we're going to give you two. You know, and you may get a chance to wrestle Raw or SmackDown here and there, but we're not going to give you that that long storyline that's going to last you six months or anything like that. I could see him kind of short-shotting yeah. him here and there, kind of putting him on like a Brock Lesnar situation. Oh, but I he, think even, he'd like that, though, I wonder. I, I would hope so, but you know, it just really begs that question. But the other side of the coin is maybe WWE is just so stubborn they say, good luck. Let's see how much you do draw in New Japan. Let's see how much you do draw wherever else you decide to go. And just take the risk that, you know, he'll fade out or that he'll get injured. Or maybe to their discretion or just maybe disappointment, he succeeds and wrestles for a long time. So 
I think it could go either way, but this is definitely something I'm going to follow. I do want to see where this goes, and hey, I really do want to see him wrestle with WWE. I do, because I think he has a lot to offer him, but if he doesn't, hey, I'll follow whoever else it is. Let's talk about a guy that we were wondering if he'd be wrestling somewhere else other than WWE, and that's Neville. And we reported on this podcast uh, probably two or three weeks ago about Neville walking out, saying he, you know, is done with the company. But now we're getting word that he's back in talks with WWE, and those talks are positive, and things are looking better, and he could be back soon. I mean, Sean, is this WWE kind of caving in? Like you said, they would do that. Daniel Bryan, are they caving in to Neville? I, I don't know that that's caving in. I mean, it's not like Austin Aries is out there lighting it up on some TV that we're not watching. I, I think for the most part, maybe you are worried about him going to New Japan, or whatever, but again, he's going to be a junior in New Japan. So, I mean, I guess there's a chance he's, if he bulks up a little bit more, he could be a heavyweight, but it's just like, with his stature and everything else, I just don't see them doing a heavyweight with him when he's been there before as a junior. They'd at least have to have him come back as a junior, and then maybe he progresses out of it. But it's just, I don't know if they're so worried about that as much as Neville maybe realized, maybe I don't want to do the indies. You know, maybe I mm-hmm. like the way that it, no, we got to remember, he's been there, what, since 2012? It's five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get used to that to that lifestyle after a while. And maybe he looked at it and said, oh, well, I have a family and. Uh, I like how this is. Maybe I can bargain for a better spot. And maybe maybe that's what it is. Is Okay, maybe he wasn't really asking for that much more. Maybe he was asking for, okay, how can I get out of the cruiserweights and can I get some more money? Mm-hmm. And maybe they gave him that. Or maybe it was, well, stay in the cruiserweights, but we'll give you more money or... Whatever. I mean, we don't really know. I mean, you can report whatever you want, right? But I'm not saying that, that obviously this really happened or, you know, Neville will be wrestling right now. I just feel like we don't know, right? How many times have we reported on, oh, Paige's about to come back? I feel like we've said that about 10 times on this podcast ever since Paige had the thing with Patron. So. We don't know. So what if Neville doesn't show up at the end by the, you know, December 1st, or are we going to start saying these places were wrong? I just think that until we really find out from Neville himself or, mm-hmm. or whatever what their true cause is, I want to see him back. That's cool if he does. He was being great in 205 Live before he left. I think he had every reason to be not happy. And just hope WWE, I hope it is a situation where WWE caved, where they gave him what he wanted. But I just don't think it's like some ridiculous demands either. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, they're, you know, probably working with him based on some, you know, smaller demands compared to the things that we think he's out there demanding and saying that he wants. And who knows? The one positive thing is that we could beat Neville back and, it's, for me, that's a real big positive. Uh, I think it helps the cruiserweights, but I think it also helps WWE in general. So, 
Uh, really quickly here, we got a couple more things we're just going to run through before we jump into quick hits. We're going to let everybody know uh, Jack Swagger has signed with Bellator. That's right. He's going to be an MMA guy. What do you think about that, Sean? Surprised he didn't do it sooner. Uh, I think we know he's one of the legit guys on in the company. I mean, he said he could have taken down almost anyone. I wouldn't be surprised. He's got the wrestling background and everything else. I mean, why not put your money where your mouth is or or put your, you know, you say you're that, go show it like Lashley has and, and everything else. So I think that's cool. Yeah, good deal for him, right? I mean, he's finding other things to, to make him happy. And, you know, it's been a while since he's been a part of WWE. I'm sure the paydays and – on the indies has not been well uh, compared to what it was when he first got out of WWE. So I think he's trying to find some other things to do and this is it. So good luck to him. Uh, well, Sean, here's some news that you may really like. We have Hama actually training to come back to new Japan and it's looking pretty good so far. I'm so happy for him. Uh, Tomaki Hama of course had the, very serious injury that made people think that he was, or he made us all think he was going to be paralyzed and never be able to, or he was going to be lucky enough if he could walk again. And uh, similar to the Shibata thing, and that he's able to already be back in the gym and and preparing to get ready to possibly wrestle again. I mean, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to give it up to him for his resolve and not quitting and, and wanting to to keep going that that's amazing oh for sure you know and i love these stories where guys get a chance to come back and you know do what people said it probably would not happen and so good good job and i'm you know really rooting for hama hopefully we get a chance to see him back in the ring very very soon all right, well, that wraps up our quick hits. Uh, we are now going to break down a couple of these pay-per-views that we have coming this weekend. We are going to start with NXT TakeOver, and uh, that is going to be fun because it is going to be War Games. That's right. I'm really looking forward to that, so we're going to preview that first. Uh, I don't know, Sean, did you have any music for these, or are we just going to go in cold? Oh, I forgot. That's okay. We can, hey, no problem, man. We'll go in cold with these. It's not a big deal. I just don't want to say, hey, and then you're like, we got music. Uh, let's start off with talking about Cassius Ono. He'll be taking on Lars Sullivan. And this is a big task. I mean, Lars Sullivan has been a train running through everybody. And Cassius Ono, hmm, he's trying to step up to the plate. I don't know that he's going to try to hit a home run. He's going to try, but I, I think Lars is a brick wall. What do you think is going to happen here, Sean? Yeah, this is a typical guy that's being pushed that WWE likes uh, against a guy in Cassius Ono who, from the jump, has been there to be the veteran. You know, uh, it's been rare that we've seen him on these takeovers, and I think he's here to do the job, and he'll get a good match out of Lars, and hopefully it's one of those, you know, uh, NXT takeovers have a, a very good history of having... Uh, surprising undercards, and this could be another one of those. I sure hope so for Lars Sullivan. I'm a big Lars Sullivan guy. I think, you know, so much of it. I think a lot of it has, because he kind of reminds me of the old WCW wrestlers for some reason. He he just looks like what? So uh, I am behind Sullivan. I think, you know, 
Cassius, oh no, he's doing his job here, right? He's getting guys to where they need to be. He, he's preparing them to be at that next level, but at the, you know, at the expense of himself, and, and that's what happens sometimes. So I, I got Lars Sullivan in this one. Uh, let's talk about Alistair Black and a Velveteen Dream. They'll be taking each other on this Saturday night. I man, I mean, once again, another guy I really love to watch, and that's Alistair Black. Who do you got in this one? Yeah, this is ours to black. I mean, he is still one of the reasons to watch NXT every week. Uh, he's Velveteen Dream. I feel like has really come on. Like he's he at first when he was first there, right? All we did was make fun of him. And uh, Patrick Clark has been so many different things. He's the lone guy from Tough Enough still around too. That season of Tough Enough that they came back for and. Uh, credit to him for doing everything he can to make something of himself. Uh, but I think this is uh, ours to black here to win. I, you know, I'm right there with you. I think Alistair Black wins. Is it going to be easy? No. I, I think what we've seen from the Velveteen Dream is he's a sneaky little snake, and I think he'll find a way to kind of make things hard for Alistair Black. But I think in the end, it will be Alistair Black standing tall. So I, I'm right there with you. Uh, let's talk about the NXT Women's Championship match. This is a fatal four-way. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You got Kyrie saying Ember Moon, Peyton Royce, which she'll probably have Billy Kay tagging along, and of course Nikki Cross, all battling it out for the championship belt. I, you know, I, I have a hard time with this one, Sean. I look at this one, and I may have to say, I. You know what? I'm just going to agree with here. I'm going to say Nikki Cross. I'll say Nikki Cross. Who do you got? Yeah, it could be any of them, right? Uh, you know, Peyton Royce has really come on in strides, and I think she's shown a lot more than Billy Kay has, honestly. And uh, I feel like Emma Moon, of course, has already shown throughout the various takeovers that she's been on uh, with the battles with Asuka that. She has everything there to be the champion, and many thought that that would be her crowning moment, the last takeover. Uh, I think certainly there's that case to be given for her because she's sort of the incumbent to say, okay, she should win. Uh, But you also have, like you said, Nikki Cross has been there. She's been – she has turned that character into something that you want to watch. Uh, she is one of the, I mean, honestly, I mean, she's the, the person in sanity that I think makes you pay attention to her the most. And you can make that case for her to to want to be that. But I feel like there is a story here that they could tell of Kyrie Sane uh, being the, again, another superstar that comes in. She won the the Women's Classic. Uh, another Japanese superstar, and she takes it away from Ember. And and you can have that go on, where like Ember's just that that person that gets close, but but never gets the big. It doesn't get the big one. It's always uh, a foreign superstar that beats her. I don't know how they would do that. I it's I just, I mean NXT doesn't seem like the type of place where you do the whole oh it's a foreigner against an American kind mm-hmm. of thing, but I feel like Triple H is smart enough that he could put 
pieces of that in there, but also just make it more about I can just I never get to that that mountaintop that I want to. And they can string it along and continue to to just Amber gets close but she doesn't. Very much like Goto. You know, they could do that with her. Or they could just have her go out and win, but I feel like that's a really cool story that we don't see a lot in, in WWE done well anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we have these people that are supposed to be that, you know, Bailey, Sami Zayn, uh, others that WWE just hasn't nailed it. I mean, Daniel Bryan was the last one where they really got that, and they nailed it. And since then, they've they've tried and tried and tried, and just they've butchered it every time. I feel like Ember could be that person in NXT if they want to go that route. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point, and I think, you know, Ember chasing for a long while just makes it more special for her, you know, the next time that she gives her opportunity. And I think it makes it even, you know, a bigger deal when she does finally win, too. So it's a good situation for, I think, uh, all four of these ladies. I think all of them have the opportunity to win. I don't think anybody really loses if, you know, someone doesn't win. I that you really like. I think you still have great talents here, and uh, I'm looking forward to a good match. I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch, and I I think, you know, for me personally, just pick a Nikki Cross, but you could really honestly pick the other three, too, and have the same success. Let's talk about the NXT Heavyweight Championship, and that is, of course, held by Drew McIntyre, and he'll be taking on Andrade San Almas, and this is going to be one that I really, you know, have a lot of questions about, only for the fact that, you know, San Almas is a guy that I wasn't sure was going to be ready for this spot, but now he apparently is, and he's doing pretty well for himself. So I'm really looking forward to it, but I, I, yeah, at the moment, I, I'm just going to have to go with Drew McIntyre. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think Drew McIntyre pulls this one out. What do you got, Sean? Uh, you do have the uh, outside interference that's always possible, right? That could help almost get the cheap win. I just feel like you got to look at it outside of the week-to-week NXT on TV where it doesn't really matter necessarily. People are going to watch anyway. Mm-hmm. you got to think about what's going to sell the house shows. What's going to get people to come to see them. Uh, I think Drew McIntyre being champion does that. I think you can bank on him. He's He has the indie credibility. He's You know what he is from pre- his previous in WWE. I feel like almost still has a little ways to go. He's been in, he's improved so much. He's, he's, Again, another guy that not too long ago we were saying, oh, my God, La Sombra, he's so great, and he's being wasted, and he's not doing anything, and he's thinking about, you know, going back to Mexico and all that stuff. And look what he's been able to do. And obviously, uh, Thea Trinidad coming in and being put as his manager has helped a lot as well. Uh, I just, it's hard for me to, I wonder if they would just do it for a cheap, thing and then they could have him lose it on NXT or something but I feel like NXT has proven that they don't do that kind of thing which I really commend them for I feel like McIntyre is going to win and 
there may be another chance down the line where Almas does eventually get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, and I for sure think that you know Almas is doing a great job. I think you know you have Zelina who is really working her best magic to make him valuable, especially you know when you don't get a chance to see him in the ring, she's got to keep that going. And I think she does a great job of it. So really happy for them. Uh, and, you know, really kind of curious, but I, I still think that I got McIntyre. Uh, it's just, it's hard to unsee McIntyre from that NXT heavyweight championship belt. Let's talk about the war games match. This is the one everybody's been looking forward to. They are ready. They are pumped to see this match. And we've got some pretty interesting names that uh, are have part of this war games. And what we got here is we have the Authors of Pain. Uh, they'll be teaming up with Roderick Strong to take on Sanity and the Undisputed Era. So this war games is packed. Uh, great talent. It's going to be this just giant structure of probably pain and suffering. How do you feel about this one, Sean? Who do you got? Uh, this one is a difficult one uh, just because, you know, the Undisputed Era are the ones coming in with with all the hubbub and there's rumors that somebody else is going to be added, which has been sort of the rumors since before they even began that this was going to become a big stable and there's going to be more former ROH guys added to, which makes you think Donovan Dijak's going to be uh, that guy that shows up and helps them win. And I could certainly uh, see that happening here. Uh, in fact, I almost don't see how it doesn't happen. You got to have that one big moment on the, the NXT takeovers, and that could certainly be it. I think, you know, Authors of Pain are going to give it uh, everything they got uh, and all that. Uh, they're going to surprise us like they always do. And Roderick Strong is going to keep his thing going. You know, he's, he's going to do, but I feel like Sanity's, that's not even close. I, yeah, I just feel like this is the undisputed era there to to be the team that that makes you hate him at the end with another guy coming in and and killing it for Roddy and Sanity and the rest of the guys. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch, and I, I like you know I talked about the women's match. I think this is another match that you know whoever the winner is, it's going to be great for them. But really, I mean, I don't think there's any losers out of this whole thing. I think it's going to be a, well, just a ton of fun to watch. I'm looking at it as you know, like you said, Sean, the people are speculating Ring of Honor people coming in and taking the spots to kind of team up with you know just you know whole thing so i bottom line i look at it as the undisputed era wins i think you know outside interference not outside interference i think they find a way to win i just do and i i just don't trust roderick strong it wouldn't surprise me if roderick strong is you know a part of the team he's just been pretending not to be something like that who knows but it's it's going to be a lot of fun i'm really really looking forward to to watching war games i know a lot of people out there are as well so you know, to I'm the, a little disappointed they didn't put the top on the cage. But. Yeah, I mean, that is a bummer. Uh, just like me, I'll be sitting there dreaming of Tony Schiavone calling the match, even though that's not going to happen either, right? So, yeah, you win some, you lose some. That's the way I look at it. 
so yeah, that's pretty much war games. So definitely, you know, pay attention to that. Now let's jump into Survivor Series here, Sean. We've got quite a few matches to talk about with the Survivor Series. So uh, let's just jump into this head first. The pre-show is going to have the Cruiserweight title on the line. So, and uh, this is your favorite match, Sean. I know it is. You got Enzo Amore. He's going to be taking on and defending his title against Kalisto. Uh, please end this. Please end this and just have Enzo win and uh, we're done with it. But somehow I can see Kalisto winning again. Oh, Sean, don't say that. <laughs> I can see Kalisto winning again and just you keep this stupid thing going. So Good I'm going to say Kalisto. You're not wrong uh, about the fact that we're all tired about this whole thing, but... I just uh, even if Enzo wins, the, the whole Kalisto thing will either end or stay. But I, I think Enzo wins. I'll just say it that way. I, I just have a gut feeling. Uh, but who cares about that, really? Uh, let's talk about the big matches coming up on this card. We got Alexa Bliss. She'll be taking on Charlotte Flair, who just won the SmackDown WWE Championship. So. This is, you know, uh, one that I'm really looking forward to for the fact that this could go either way, Sean. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I think with the stuff with Flair and the 30 for 30 and uh, everything else, uh, even though you do have Alexa Bliss on Total Divas, I I think they're going to want Charlotte to keep winning. And keep looking good here, so I feel like Charlotte's going to wind up taking this one. Yeah, you know, it really, you brought up 30 for 30. I think that means a lot to them. And it's obvious when, you know, they had Ray Flair come out and be a part of her winning that championship belt. I think, you know, if it wasn't for the 30 for 30, you may not even see Ray Flair at that show. So I think it's uh, going to be Charlotte for that reason. And I think it makes a great video package for people, you know. So, uh, but, you know, like it, if you're going by my heart, I want to. I'd say Alexa Bliss. Um, let's talk about the Usos. They'll be taking on the Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro. I think Sean. I mean, looking at this one, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a great match. I'm going to go with the Bar. Who do you got? Uh, this one's tough because you could, for one, you got two heels here. Something that's going to be a theme for the next couple of things is just uh, the Usos have been so good uh, with New Day. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus have been great. Uh, these two teams to go out there and put on a killer performance. I hope this is one of the matches we're talking about. Uh, something went wrong. This is not one of the matches we're talking about when this show is over. I don't know that it's going to flip flop back and forth. You could definitely see two. And two, you could see three and one because we've seen this before where you go, oh, they're going to even it up and make this a thing that it matters throughout the show. And then they don't. You know, we've seen it before where I think it was last year we were talking about how, like, by the end of the show, Raw had won, like, almost all the damn matches. And we're sitting there going, okay, well, thanks for not even making us care about the, you know, who won the night or or whatever uh, by the end of it. Uh, But... I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, uh, oh, yeah, just, I'm gonna go with the Usos. 
on this one. So the, the uh, bar will be getting into the uh, Uso Penitentiary. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about this match. And this is going to be between the Miz and Baron Corbin. One's the Intercontinental title holder, with the other's the U.S. title holder. Uh, do you go with the idea that you know Baron Corbin needs this win? Well, Baron Corbin might need the win. Doesn't mean they're going to give it to him, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's still a whole pecking order to go through here, and just the Miz has been so good, even when he loses. Uh, which, once again, the Miz is going to be trying everything he can. This is a sad thing to say. It's not a sad thing to say, but it's like weird to say that I'm almost sitting here rooting for the Miz because of how much I just can't stand Baron Corbin and how he just gives nothing uh, to the company. But whatever, I, I'm going to say that the Miz. Uh, gets the win here uh, over Baron Corbin. I would not be surprised at all if you get Miz chance and everything else for him. Uh, so I'm going to say Miz. Uh, you know what? I'll go with you. I think the Miz is great. I love everything he does. Uh, you know, to me, my my sense is going to Corbin, but I still I'm going to pick Miz. I just I don't know that everything's going to go. Uh, just the way it would be if it was in a book. I, I think this is going to go a little crooked on us sometimes. So, yeah, I'll go with uh, Miz. Well, the Shield and the New Day will be fighting and taking each other on in a big matchup. I don't know. Who who do you got in this one? Well, this should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, they get. I'm sure that they'll get the time to have this. This could even get the whole this is awesome chance before the match starts kind of thing. Uh, fully expecting the Shield to win. Roman is back. The Shield is finally reunited the way that they were supposed to be. Uh, New Day is going to put up a fight, but this is about the Shield. and Unless they have Ambrose to the turn here, which is possible. Uh, I Actually, you know, they could do it here because technically New Day and none of the SmackDown guys are supposed to show up after this show is over. So... I'm going to say the shield, but they could also always do the turn afterwards or something like that. But yeah, I'm going to say the shield. They haven't had to have their like triumphant time yet, like on a pay-per-view or nothing. That's true. But I I really, the tipping point is Roman Reigns. Then they're going to want him to look good. They're going to want to do everything as strong as they can to, to really push, you know, that whole thing with him and being involved with this shield. So, uh, yeah, to me, I, I just got to go that way, even though I think the New Day is going to do a good job. Uh, let's talk about the Raw and SmackDown Survivor Series teams for the women. And this is going to be a big match coming up. And I know a lot of people are kind of interested in how it's all going to shake out. For the Raw team, we got Alicia Fox, Asuka, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Nia Jax. And for Team SmackDown, you are going to have Becky Lynch. You're going to have Carmella, Naomi, Tamina. And, you know, that fifth person that we do not know yet will be a part of it, which a lot of rumors are page. Um, how do you got this one fair and Sean? Oh, God, I just hope it's not Natalia and just totally put, Ugh. you know, just... Put uh, sand on the flames or whatever uh, on 
not that I'm like dying to see Paige or anything, just just for it to be somebody different, you know, that we mm-hmm. can see all the time. Uh, I feel like with Oscar on the other side, even with Paige coming back, because uh, we've seen this before, right, where we thought like somebody should have done great, and they don't in these things. I feel like this is that time to make Oscar look absolutely dominant. And you could have Oscar have like three eliminations in here on the SmackDown team, and uh, maybe it's like three against one. Oscar's the last one, and Oscar just takes everybody out, and Team Raw wins. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is tough, and you know, like I said, without knowing the fifth member, it makes it a little bit more difficult for us. But you know, I think it's going to work on the end. Um. You know, I, yeah, I'll go Team Raw. I think the women's Raw, it's just hard to go against Asuka. You don't want to give her the loss. You don't want to give her a tie or anything. So, yeah, that's the way I'll go. Now we've got to talk about the other Survivor Series match, which is going to be really interesting with the men's team. And for, you know, Team Raw, we have guys like Kurt Angle. We have Samoa Joe. We have Finn Balor along with Braun Strowman and Triple H. Uh, Team SmackDown, though, they will have a interesting group. They have Shane McMahon leading the way, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode, and they even have John Cena. So this is a, a pretty stacked card for them as well. I, For some reason, as much as I would love to see Team Raw win, I have a feeling some screw is going to go down and Team SmackDown is going to steal the victory. Well, I mean, the rumors are that they're still thinking about Triple H, Kurt Angle, Stephanie. That whole triumvirate again. Uh, I could also see Braun causing havoc and like not necessarily like turning on the team, but just getting fed up with them and start just slamming people. Uh, and causing whoever's last to lose. I, I just think this is there for Team SmackDown to win. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to Shane McMahon and Triple H. Uh, or Kurt Angle and Triple H against Shane McMahon. And Triple H screws over Kurt Angle or something like that. Uh, I'm with Team SmackDown. Yeah, it's going to be really kind of fun to watch. And I think this is going to be one of those matches we're going to all be looking at and just really saying, oh, man, either it was really good or, oh, boy, it was just kind of there. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> I, I don't know. of nothing. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. But I, I'm going to go ahead and err on the side of it's going to be good. And I really hope that's true. I hope I'm right about that. Uh, let's talk about another big match on this card, and this is probably the biggest match that we could have, and that is Brock Lesnar taking on AJ Styles. I mean, Sean, I know this is one of those matches that you you just got to sit there and salivate over. What what do you think is going to happen in this one? Oh, yeah, you definitely have to salivate over this. You know, the best wrestler in the world against, you know, the most dominant uh, guy and and somebody that this could be one of those matches we're talking about when we're talking about Brock Lesnar matches and going wow this could break the mold and of his match and go out there and have something special with AJ uh, this is one of the matches I think a lot of people wanted to see 
with AJ as well. So you're getting that here, uh, thanks to whatever's going on with the gender uh, debacle or whatever. I, I'm just glad that they did this. You know, they they gave us this match. I think Brock's winning though. Uh, just you don't have you don't do all this stuff with Brock and then have him lose. As much as AJ is definitely one of the ones that has earned a victory over Brock, uh, he's he's a guy that's carried SmackDown. He's a guy that has done so much coming from outside and proving that he, again, once again, proving himself in another company that he is the man, right? He is the guy that you can count on for anything. And, you know, Brock Lesnar is a huge draw. I just, I just think that they're not going to, to hurt that even for AJ. So AJ might get really close and have his moments where he almost wins. And certainly he's a guy that can make you feel that way. But I think that's what you want in this match. If you don't have one of those moments, they did something wrong here. Uh, but, yeah, I think even if it's, you know, Paul Heyman maybe helping out, knocking AJ off the rope so he doesn't hit the forearm or whatever, uh you know, they could do that, and then and Brock wins. Or Brock speeds him outright, whatever. But I just feel like it's too much of a task for AJ. Yeah, and AJ's going to get plenty of offense. He's going to look really great in this match, and I'm sure Brock's going to have some moments of weakness. But the way I kind of fare this out is really who does it hurt worse to lose, and it's definitely Brock. I think that he would take a hit. Not a major hit, but he would take a little bit of a hit, you know, if he fell down and lost to AJ Styles. So I'm definitely going to say Brock Lesnar. I think it's going to be out of nowhere, really. I think Brock's going to be wrestling him and doing a few things, striking, and the next thing you know, out of nowhere, F5. And now they're in the match. (laughs) So it's going to be a fun match to watch, and I think a lot of people are going to have their eyes glued to the screen once that one happens. But yes, uh, well, that pretty much sums up all the stuff for the pay-per-views when it comes to previewing. That is our Survivor Series card, and we just earlier gave you the NXT TakeOver War Games card. So make sure you go check out those shows when you watch them, and we'll keep you guys updated on what's going to happen with our review shows for those uh, big events. We're excited about them. I can't wait. I know, like we said before, this is going to be an interesting weekend full of different crazy stuff, and it's going to be, it's, you know, at least it's good. Uh, we are going to do one last thing here before we get out of here. We are going to talk a little about impact, and uh, this week's impact was kind of interesting for the fact that you know it's kind of still uh, evolving from what it was uh, from Bound for Glory. We're still in Canada, so we'll jump into that and. Uh, so Sean, uh, you, you didn't get a chance to actually watch uh, this show. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll, I guess if you want, you can run down this and I'll kind of give a little tidbits of what happened this week. All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, do that right after, uh, we get to this. TNA Impact Wrestling. I really just need to cut off the TNA for it. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So here's uh, what happened on Impact this week. Uh, They started off with a match, actually. So that's positive. Trevor Lee, Caleb Conley, and Taji Ishimori. 
course, from Pro Wrestling Noah, Desmond Xavier, Sanjay Dutt, and Garza Jr. Uh, this was a about seven-minute match that uh, was, looks like it was good. And you have Desmond Xavier, Sanjay Dutt, and Garza Jr. win. Yeah, and, you know, this is the way they've kind of been doing their shows lately, of starting out with an X Division match. I think it's because of all the energy in the matches, kind of getting people pumped up to watch the show, get behind everything that's going on, and that's fine. This match really didn't mean anything. <laughs> I, I know it sounds terrible, but it was almost like they were going out having a, you know an, an okay match, nothing super spectacular, but just kind of getting out there and doing stuff and, and just to see who could win. So I, I don't have any complaints per se about the match itself, but I will say... I kind of wouldn't mind if they would change up things a little bit when it comes to just giving me these type matches right away as fun as the X Division matches are. Yeah, certainly. I, I don't have a problem with it. It's a good way, like you said, to get the crowd pumped. They get to see the flippies. They get to see the big moves to start. And it kind of gets you going for, for the rest of the show. So, nothing wrong uh, there. You get uh, also the Impact Grand Championship is, uh, or, well, EC3 goes against Fall Out Ball in an Impact Grand Championship format match, or was it for the title? Yeah, it was. was, And here's the thing. I I thought to myself. Well, for one, like, how did Fall Out Ball get a title shot? And number two, like... Does anybody care about Fallaball? Like, it's, <laughs> it's like what? It, but it's like EC3. I get it. He's a he's a heel. He has to cheat to win. But it's like, come on, this dude's a nobody. Like there's yeah, yeah. exceptions to those rules. Yeah, to an extent, and I agree. I mean, you should you know pick worthy opponents, but you know, sometimes you kind of have to have a throwaway opponent. Uh, this guy is so big, and he terrifies me because of the fact that I think to myself. How bad would it be if he, you know, sat in my lap? <laughs> That's what I think of every time I see my hot ball. Uh, but, you know, uh, he is definitely imposing. He's a threat, and I think EC3 found that out pretty early. But he was able to overcome in the end. And, you know, you, you got to give him credit for that. But at the same point, this is a match that really you knew how it was going to end at the beginning of the match. So nothing super spectacular. I also, think, you know, yeah. we didn't bring up that. What if it's just Nikki for the SmackDown team? Oh, you know what, Sean? I didn't even think about Nikki. I, I always think that, you know, she's got her butt up John's butt. So, or her head up John's butt. I, I can mean, say it that way. You know, that's kind of wrong, Gary. <laughs> I, I forgot that, you know, she does have a chance to go out and. You know, be a part she of a did match. Do dancing with the stars and lasted for a while, and you know that the underwear line apparently is doing okay. So yeah, it's uh, I mean, yeah. She's she's got a following. Let's not let's not. Get I know. Here. I, I know she does. It's just uh, I'd rather see Paige. I just would rather. See I Paige. I mean I think it would be cool for her again because I want her to see her like get past this whole thing that she's been through. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, to be able to finally just okay, the weight is lifted. The the crap with with Patron is over. The the stuff with the the nude pics the, that she had more than released, all that it, that it's all done. 
you know, that she's back in WWE, that she's back in the good graces and everything. And But I could easily see it being Nikki, and that's going to get a rise out of the crowd as well. So. Yeah, I know. Maybe I'm just a little bit too harsh. But, no, I, hey, if the crowd's happy, well, they're happy. I may not be. That's okay. I don't, I don't get to win all the time. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, this grand championship match, which by the way, we all know, I hate this. Uh, it's, it was, it was just, it was, it was too apparent. Um, I, I, they at least tried. I'll say it that way. So EC3 wins. No surprise there. Just follow ball had way too much, uh, too much action here. So after this, we, uh, Transition over to LAX, Ortiz, Santana, and Homicide against OVE, Sammy Callahan, Jake, and David Chris. Uh, they have a brawl that goes to a commercial uh, that keeps going, and LAX gets the win with a street sweeper. And this was a, a good match again, so at least they've been consistently good on this show. Yeah, it was pretty solid. Yeah, you you got some good things here. Uh, I I want to say that you know Sammy Callahan is is really good, and he is, and they showcased it a lot in this match, and that's that's fine. But uh, I think it's so interesting the way that you know he's being portrayed and the character uh, and all that is taking place with that team uh, with LVE. But at the same point, I mean, you had to have LAX win something. You couldn't have them just get destroyed by these guys again. And that's what happened you know, the week before. So I think, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. I think LAX needed the win. They'll continue it. And, you know, it is what it is. Certainly. Uh, I mean, at least, uh, this, this keeps going and LAX keeps being, the great team that they've been since they returned. So mm-hmm. uh, you have uh, American Top Team and Lashley back uh, post uh, Bound for Glory here, and I think most of the, for the most part, this is a a really a pretty good promo uh, because you you have uh, Lambert getting to look good here, and then. James freaking Storm. He is back, baby, and he is here to uh, just take everyone out. And, dude, he's the freaking cowboy. I mean, if Paul was here, he would be groaning. But, hey, uh, you know, he's got to go out in style. Jury? Oh, whoops. Looks like we... Making sure that my internet did not go out or something. Uh, But looks like everything's okay on my end. Might have been something with Gary here, so... I'm going to keep going. After this whole thing with uh, James Storm... He, you know, James Storm brings up AMW in this. He brings up beer money. Uh, he thinks about, he, he talks about, you know, how f- he's just really fired up in this. Uh, and that he takes pride in pro wrestling. Basically just going up against the American Top Team. Just saying, look, this is about wrestling, damn it. And I am the cowboy. 
so after that, you also have KM talking to Lastly, and he wants to join Lastly's team. But KM needs to prove to Lastly that he's worth uh, joining. Uh, Eli Drake then cut the promo about being world champ, and he talks crap about Petey Williams, uh, saying that Petey Williams can't even last three minutes with him. We have uh, Allie also uh, thanking Gail Kim, saying she's an inspiration. Gail Kim talks. Uh, Allie interrupts her. Uh, Gail Kim talks about Canada and that uh, she's uh, got to live her dreams and that women can live their dreams. She's gone and gotten to wrestle all the great talents like Trish Lita, Molly Holly, and Taryn Durrell, Awesome Kong, and she's going to give up the title. Uh, you know, she wants to see what's next for the knockouts, and she hands uh, Jeremy Boras the belt. So, after after that, it's pretty much a goodbye for Gil Kim. And uh, for the most part, it looks like this was a, a really nice goodbye for her, and I think it's good for the division and the, at the I think we talked about this already, but it's really good for the division that Gail is has con she just she's decided to sort of just say, Okay, look, I'm retiring, let's move on. Now they don't get to just go back to Gail Kim and say, Okay, we're gonna give it to somebody that we know. No, now they have to build this division, they have to take the women that are here and do something with them. Uh, just like they've had to do with the X Division. They don't have the... Yeah, they've brought back P.D. Williams and Sanjay Dutt or whatever, but I think for the most part, they've sort of understood that they have to do something with these new talents, and uh, it's good that they're now having to do that with the women as well. Get everybody used to this new crowd, these these new faces, and get them behind uh, the women again. Uh, Joe Park talks about after he's in catering about what he about what he did to Grado, uh, you know, he tells Grado that he knows he's abyss and that we'll never see abyss again. And uh, Joseph Park gives him his visa. Uh, a Mountie shows up and says that he has no Canadian visa and takes him away. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs shows up to do commentary for the world title match. This was actually really good. Uh, they. Chris Adonis shows up here, but he didn't show up too much. And uh, Eli Drake is able to actually turn the Canadian Destroyer into the gravy train for a win. And you still have your champion, Eli Drake, which is much better for the company to once again go with somebody that hasn't been around forever like Petey Williams. I think this is a great way to, to use a former star. You have him have the close win, almost, but uh, Drake Drake wins, and he wins decisively. And that's, you know, so many year, times over the years we talked about Impact, just, oh, the guy can't win clean, the heels suck in this company, and all this stuff. Uh, I like the fact that, once again, you, you continue on with Eli Drake and have no problem uh, with him being... Your, your champion at the end. So, yeah, uh, that's it for Impact. I don't know what happened 
with Gary and every his laptop uh, restarted on him or something, but yeah, uh, so I'm going to see if I can get him back on the line here. Well, I got uh, Gary back on here. I I kind of stumbled my way through till the end uh, because hey, the you know some we, we got to keep going. Uh, yeah. when, uh, when one of us goes out, but, uh, did you, I don't really remember. I think we okay. stopped when the, uh, top team thing was on. So, okay. So really, I mean, honestly, you ran through a lot of the show and, and I'll be honest with you. Not a lot of this show was very strong. I don't know if, you know, you reading the synopsis and kind of reading through some of this, Sean, it just, it, it was an okay show, but really, honestly, nothing really stood out. And the one thing I'll say is, you know, we have what we stopped on when my computer decided to update. Um, I uh, this really wanted to mention this whole segment with America's top team, with Moose, with James Storm. It, it, it was all boring. It was terrible. It was some of the worst stuff I've seen. It just I, I just here's you the thing. Like fired up James Storm. It wasn't. He was fired up to say thank you to the executive producer of the show. I appreciate Sally in the back who cooks my cookies in the morning. Um, <laughs> thank you to that guy who took out the trash and I was taking a dump the other day. That's what it basically it was. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. If only it, it said those things. I know, right? I, I would love it. Now then, I would be rating it a lot better. But the one thing I'm just I'm just be honest with you, Sean, is you know you have Dan Lambert coming out there and he's doing his whole rundown of professional wrestling and all that, and then you have Moose coming out, and you're supposed to believe Moose is this tough guy and he's going to come out and crush Lambert. It was so hokey. It was it was silly. Dan Lambert tried to be Ric Flair and it didn't work. He tried to do the whole beg off scared thing, and then America's top team comes and overwhelms him. And James Storm clears the ring, man. Wow, this old guy just took out the entire team. Something that Moose and you know his friend couldn't do. And it, James why, Storm is a real wrestler, maybe. You know, it's kind of funny because they they I know they pointed out that you know pro wrestling couldn't beat MMA. But now you have one old man wrestler come out, and they're all scared of him. They beat up this huge black guy who's tough, he's strong, but this old white man they can't beat up. God, Gary, you gotta make it racial. I'm not trying to make it racial. <laughs> I'm just being very honest with you people. Okay, it, so what you're trying to say is that this guy that's a former football player, yes, that you know should be able to stand up to these guys, even if they are wrestlers. You know, I mean, fighters and amateur wrestlers and all that stuff can't. But here comes this guy that's a veteran, much older than Moose, and, you know, pretty much only been in professional wrestling. Oh, well, he can take him out. Mm-hmm. And and the only reason I bring out the race card was for the fact that, you know, Moose is intimidating. He's an old NFL player. 
Uh, he's really tough, but you know, he, he exuberates this, the strong man. Right. And, and that's the only reason I brought that out. I, I kind of bring out the whole race thing also with James Storm cause he's kind of corny. He's an old country boy. Right. You know, so it's, yeah. it, that's what I'm, that's what I meant by it. I wasn't trying to say that, that anyway, my point being though, it was boring, Sean, it was terrible. And I, I just, I just didn't see the point. It didn't have any common sense behind it. He punches out a guy, Sean. Right before he cuts this ten minute promo, and the guy just lays there in the same position, never moves. He's, he's got the, you know, you think Big Show has the, the power, in his mm-hmm. fist. Watch out, James Storm. Yeah, I, all the stuff. See, so he wasn't even this, the last call or whatever. He just punched. Nope. Him. Just no, oh, they're like, oh, he knocked sad. him out cold. He knocked him out cold, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Knock him out cold. But the guy's leg was up. He had one leg kind of poking, you know, his knee was up in the air. Okay, if you knock someone out cold, Sean, I've seen people being knocked out. Their body's limp. Like, you don't, there's nothing sticking up in the air. You're just, your legs fall wherever they fall like you're dead. I just, I I don't know. I didn't like it. I thought it was corny. I think he should have thrown the guy out of the ring and then cut the promo. I just didn't care for it. Uh, so I'll leave it. I, I, I'm really curious what other people have to say about this, but I thought it was terrible. Um, the Gail Kim thing was fine. You know, her retirement speech, you know, kind of coming out there and thanking people. I think it was really nice, you know, kind of giving a lot of credit to the old WWE people that were a part of her life and the Impact people that had, you know, been there with her. And I think that was great. Uh, it wasn't really anything over the top. It didn't really need to be. But I'll be honest with you, I kind of expected more. I really thought it was going to be just this really grand thing, and I think maybe I was looking at it too hard. Um, and it didn't need to be too grand, but I just for a person that's been a part of wrestling and really made an impact like Gail Kim has, I, I just kind of I think expected a little bit more. But it was fine; it worked out. So, and in your main event, I mean, you, you really kind of. For the Canadians, you know, you wanted the Canadian destroyer, you know, to, to be the victorious one. But I, I'm such a big fan of everything Eli Drake has done. And I like him as this heel, and I'm really enjoying him. So I'm kind of glad he won. And I think it actually ended up being a better match than I expected. I thought it would be fine, but I really kind of dug it. I think they did a great job in this main event. And Eli Drake doesn't get a lot of love in his wrestling ability. So I, I think he did fine here. And. Um, you know, they need more main events, uh, at least towards this way of doing them. So. But that's my rant. I'm sorry, Sean. You did a great job calling and talking about the show and everything. But I just wanted to throw those things out. I thought it was kind of important people know how much I did not like some of the things. <laughs> so That's fine. You actually watched the show, so it's good to get your uh, thought on that and everything. Yeah, so. Uh, well, you know, I appreciate you, Sean. Uh, like I said earlier, my computer decided to, to update, and I had no idea why or how. I just got lost. So here I am, and we are going to be done with the show, and thank you for everyone who's come and check us out tonight. We appreciate all of you. Uh, once you know uh, we get done here, I want you to also remember this coming up Sunday night for sure, we will be doing some review shows. That's right. We'll be doing Survivor Series uh, and we might even be doing the takeover show either Saturday night or Sunday night, but just watch your doc, uh, wherever you get your podcast from and 
that's why you go rate, subscribe, and review at Wrestling the Max because you don't need to worry about it. You just go in there, look, and see when the show's there. Uh, if Sean finds someone to co-host on Saturday night, he will. If not, me and him will knock it out, and you guys will have it Monday morning on your car ride to work. You'll have both those review shows, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. I can't wait till this weekend. It's going to be a really fun time because these two shows are – really building up to be really special so make sure you go subscribe rate and review of wrestling at the max or the w2m network either one but just go do one at least for sure w2mnet.com is awesome because it gives you all your wrestling needs and a lot more you don't want to miss a minute of the action sean told you earlier the new japan stuff is there on w2mnet.com so make sure you go check it out if you're a big follower of that Go check out the Tag League stuff. You don't want to miss a minute of the action. They're updating that stuff all the time, so don't forget about that. And also, don't forget about FormulaMania.com and last word on ProWrestling.com. Both great supporters of ours, so go support them. We appreciate those guys. And, uh, yeah, so we're really looking forward to a great weekend. Uh, I think that's all that we have for you tonight. So we, uh, we'll just bid you guys adieu. And until next time, peace, everybody. Later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.